0: Oh yeah, I like the sound of that, and I know that you're going to like the sound of it too. This is The Manny Wolf Show, where I pull no punches, I don't hold back in my conversations with some of the most interesting minds on the planet. So, put us in your ear, turn the volume up, and hang on for another episode. Alright, this is it. We are live, another episode of the soon-to-be name-changed Quarantine All-Stars Show. Why? Because the show will continue on when the quarantine is lifted. You are currently on house arrest, and as promised, I am bringing you the best today. Filling the bill and stepping into those shoes is uh, Sean Douglas Stewart. Dude, how are you? Oh,
1: man? I'm doing great, man. I'm so grateful for this. I love this. Uh, I love this platform that you've created, my friend.
0: Cool, cool, cool. Yes. I love uh, that, that we vetted the topic a little bit beforehand and that you can actually talk about a process for how people can discover their real calling. And the reason that I love that is because, as I'm sure you are probably aware, there's a lot of lip service given to that idea with very little substance behind it. Um, and I think most of the people who who claim to be able to help you sort of find your calling and find your purpose mean well um but when you dig down into what they're doing it's it's sort of like platitudes with nothing underneath have you found that
1: yeah most of the time <laughs> most of the time people give a lot of great uh great concepts and they don't give you the uh the, the bones of the how to do it. And uh, for me, yeah I like to get into the details and, and make sure that when I'm learning something, I'm not left in the weeds. You know, it's like, I, I love getting inspired, but I want to know exactly how to do it. So I'm right there with you.
0: Yeah. Um- let me just talk to my, guys, let me talk to my assistant very quickly, and then you'll have my full attention. There's a little a little idiosyncrasy to broadcasting from this platform where I can't set everything up ahead of time. So right at the beginning, I have to take this one moment and sort of look down.
1: Um, Take your time. And yeah, I was wondering, as I was looking for it on Facebook, I want to share it out to my people. I'm on your page. Is it going to be showing up on your page? It'll
0: show up on my page pretty soon. Yeah. I see. Okay. Any second now.
1: Got it. And then please
0: do share it out to your people. So um, uh, yeah, so I will go, I'll take what you just said one step further and say that even among the sort of People who have managed to position themselves as as real doers in this topic, um, it, it, I've never seen anybody take it down to the bones of whatever the shift and the clarity and the process looks like. Um, in fact, I had an ex- I had an odd experience a while back at a live event, a, a, a mastermind type event, and there was a guy there whose whose whole I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to deliberately call it his shtick because it was so not connected to anything. Um, and, and, and his promise was to get you in touch with your calling and how your whole life would sort of fall into place once you had done that. And, uh, and now I, myself, I was raised in a new age cult. I was surrounded by what would turn into the self-help uh, industry since birth you know all the power of positive thinking all the uh, affirmations all of the uh, the stuff from um uh norman vincent peel um all that stuff and and just like in the 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 cult that i was raised in most of the time when i meet these uh these people who you know i'm again tongue in cheek these professionals they don't do anything very different than what I saw there. And this guy was no different than that. Um, uh, not naming names, of course, because I'm not here to shame anyone. Although after experiencing, I was tempted. <laughs> I was tempted after experiencing this guy. And it was just a lot of NLP. It was a lot of, um, you know, basically shaming me because my life's purpose didn't fit his his framework for what it had to be and and clearly I was not participating in his sort of um, um, dog and pony show so uh, anyhow let's 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 give the the obligatory background a little bit and how you came to this
1: work absolutely um, so basically I have um, a background as a creative. Um, my, my dad's an accomplished, academy-nominated screenwriter of films like Officer and a Gentleman, Blue Lagoon, Boy in the Plastic Bubble. I grew up in LA. And so um, I was coming up in a school, high school, that really uh, encouraged following the arts. And my father and my parents encouraged <laughs> following the arts. So I was uh, I was really lucky in that way and encouraged to go for my dreams. And so I, there was no like you have to do this, but follow your calling really. And and what for me, um, it was was I, I really wanted at first to uh, to be a painter. <laughs> and so I was into painting for a long time, and and had an art show, and you know really kind of poured myself into painting. Um, but when I hit college, it became clear to me that because I loved hip hop music, and because I was always I was always into like just. Devouring certain rappers lyrics that I really wanted to get into spoken word poetry And so I started doing spoken word poetry in college and I kind of surprised myself and started winning these poetry slams And then I started going you know what? I want to go where the best are and so I moved to New York City and I started performing in at places like the New and cafe and uh, um, and the New School I mean uh, the Harlem uh, National Black Theater in Harlem and winning these poetry slams and it just gave me this feedback that uh i was good at this and that i had a talent for it and then fast forward it became all about making music and i did albums and i performed at big uh, venues in los angeles and then deep within me the calling to do something that was truly helping people grew and that's when i started learning under tony robbins and i kind of put music aside and then for about you know eight years i grew a coaching business but i started performing raps at some of these transformational events and Mm -hmm. um it came to me at a certain point that I was doing something with my business that was a little bit like copycatting. I was trying to be like a lot of the people that I'd studied. And I was thinking, cause Tony Robbins talks about model your mentors. And so yeah. I wanted to be like all these people that I studied, but myself, my true self was kind of obscured by this intention to be some, somebody else. Yeah. And that was when around uh, 2017. I sort of made the commitment to bridge my music and my coaching into one space. And that's nice. really when, that became sort of this explosion of my calling. It was like, I you know, came out of the shadow, if you will, of my father who had been successful in the screenwriting industry, always knowing there was something great that I was here to do. And uh, that was when I finally realized that it wasn't about following my dad, but it was about my own unique path and the merger between the two things that I love most, which is transformation and basically uh, hip-hop and rapping. So those yeah, two yeah. things came together, and when I bridge those, it was like this explosion of alignment, and I've been on that wow. track, and that's what I call rock your gift, and that's that's really where everything started coming together for me.
0: So you just said something that I think really could help people about modeling, and I'm paraphrasing you, but but you, you said something about the the sensation you had through trying to model your mentors, creating, uh, um, what, not a disconnect. The word you used was perfect and I can't remember it now, but, but I think that the the essence of that piece, because I I think that's important. And the reason why I think is because some of us, a lot of us experience that, but it's hard to identify what's happening. There's just, you know what I mean? It just turns into this sort of like, if I'm using the word right, like this schadenfreude, right? Where it's just like, I know it's like an existential angst and you don't know what it is. You don't know how to name it. and You certainly don't know what to do about it. And then in my experience, uh, the self-help industry then comes in and piles on you and you wind up paying for $25,000 for a seminar that gets, you no closer to an answer. Right? Can we, can you talk to us a little bit about were you able to identify that in the moment or was it something you could only articulate looking back on it? How can we help people to know what that is?
1: Um, So for me, it was, uh, I think it took me a long time to realize that I was living my life in a kind of people-pleasing frame. And I think okay. this is the thing yeah. that so many people get caught up in is what other people want for us versus the thing mm-hmm. that we know is what we're here to do. Yeah, And that for me is something that I wish that I could help somebody speed up the path on, right? It's like if, if I was to talk to myself back in those phases where I was sort of copying and trying yeah. to become something that yeah. I saw in other people, I would say that it was clear to me that the signs were there that I was being inauthentic that I was not trusting myself, that I believed that my value was based on what I saw other people's value being. I see other people and their value and it goes, okay, if, you know, for instance, if I look up to a Tony Robbins or I look up to a Brandon Mm -hmm. Burchard, Mm -hmm. I go, that's value. So I want to be like that. And so saying that this thing that you admire is value, therefore what you are isn't enough until you become like it. And that's and, like this whole place where you get caught up in a lot, right?
0: Line. Now, does that lead to the mimicry because there's no sort of clear model for how to do it in your own true yeah. way? Okay, this okay. is what it
1: what it comes down to is is remembering that we are innovators or creators and not copycatters. Like we we, we got trained into believing that we we're just supposed to model what comes before and that that's where the juice is. And there's value in seeing and, seeing and being inspired by and having ideas come from what the people who came before us did. But where mm-hmm. I feel like it starts to fall apart is when we forget that we're supposed to innovate and that we need to trust our own creation. So we look at somebody's creation And somebody has put their time in to innovate or to create something. And we go, that's where it's at. And then what happens is that we basically make it so that we don't trust that we have that same power within us. Ooh. to generate that, that, and because we think, oh, that person, they have this genius. Like for instance, if you read like Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, Stephen Cuthbert. Which, right? You're which like, I do, yeah. Right, it's amazing, right, it's incredible <laughs> yeah. book. It's yeah. seminal, you know, and basically you read that and you go, I could never come up with a process that good. I mean, that's what happens. We go, I could I, never, I've, that's genius, right? I've literally said that about that book on
0: numerous occasions. Yeah, it's a perfect example for me, by the way. Um, the, the the best maybe for me personally okay. that you could have chosen. Oh, good. Uh, seven Habits is uh, it's a North Star in my life. It casts mm-hmm. the biggest shadow. It shines the biggest light. So perfect.
1: Right. Good. So, you know, I think that's, you know, that's an example of us seeing what we might call genius or greatness or whatever, right? I think it's fair to
0: call it (laughs) that.
1: Yeah. yeah, And I think for me, I look at it both in terms of like the the thought leadership realm, like that's a genius in thought leadership, but Mm -hmm. I can look over at Jay-Z and be like, that's a genius in the music realm, or I can look over at the Beatles, that's genius in the, you know, in that, or whatever. We can look at these things and we go, wow, that's, that's the pinnacle.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I think it's a trap.
0: So I think it's a trap too. Uh, I go so far as just throw my hat in the ring and say, I know it's a trap. How do we get out of it? We it seems to- like, let me say this. Sorry yes. Sorry to get you going and then, and then yes. pull the rug off. No it, it, it seems like one of the things that seems intrinsic to the human experience, especially for humans that are sort of, committed to growth whatever that means um is that we have everywhere we turn we have this thing that i like to i like to call it uh, i have two different examples for it it's like getting stuck in the forms if you're a karate guy or getting stuck in the scales if you're a music guy do you yeah. know what i mean by that yeah totally like like we 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 the whole sort of magic trick is to go through the formalized sort of mimicry and teaching and learning and pop out the other side uh, uh, somehow whole and able to express ourselves in our own unique language. Yes, right. This is what this is what Tony Robbins did, but that most of the people who are disciples of him don't aren't able to do. This right. is what Charlie Parker did. This is what Bruce Lee did. Right, right. And so then, but the catch twenty two is that once they do it. Disciples automatically, uh, instantaneously flock, but never have the same experience themselves. Um, it reminds right. me of... Exactly. It reminds me of the Buddha saying, um, oh, there's just this great, just mind-fucking quote from from Buddhism where, where the Buddha says, when you hit, when you reach enlightenment, you have to kill the Buddha. Mm-hmm. Right. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... So I'm hoping that you can give us a framework, a conceptual set of ideas or something that can help us to, we're gonna go into the trap. Yeah. It's almost inevitable, right? Yeah. How, how do you help us to navigate it?
1: I mean, the first thing is to realize that we can't ever get to our genius zone through modeling. That's like, like there, ah. comes, there comes a point where we must stop finding our value in what already was created, as you put it, the forms or the scales, yeah. and, mm-hmm. and trust that we have this magic within us to generate something that's only ours to create. So right? we need that's to a say first that again. mindset. Yeah.
0: We need to say that first piece again. Mm-hmm. I think this needs, l- let me just say candidly, Holy shit, man, that was good. Seriously. So we can never, achieve that level of greatness through modeling
1: we right. have to know that as i put it modeling as a shelf life there's a point at which we must say okay now it's my turn to do the thing i'm here to do and it's not going to mm. look like the thing that i learned and this is where a lot of where people get caught up especially in the coaching space where it's like here's a template here's the mm. here's the process and people go it didn't right. work for me well yeah. it's like we need to
0: hey manny here I wanted to talk to you a little bit about the importance of growing your own personal brand and your own audience. In this day and age, if you do business on social media or on the internet in general, you need to be focused on your personal brand. And your personal brand is a function of what people say, think and feel about you behind your back. And that's where we can come in and help you tremendously. So I'd like to invite you to go over to my website manywolf.com where you can either schedule a call with me or my team or you can learn about the ways that we can help you to grow your audience powerfully and quickly in this day and age content is absolutely king and if you don't have a content strategy you can't expect big results and what we do is we help you with powerful powerful content strategies in short we can put you everywhere all the time without you doing hardly any work. Sounds kinda cool, right? If you'd like to learn more, head over to MannyWolf.com and either book a call or look into one of the ways that we have already prepared to help you rapidly grow your audience, grow your trust, your authority, your personal brand, and of course, through all of those things, grow your business. All right, now back to the show.
1: You assimilate that information and then bust out with our unique genius from it and right. so that's really the the thing here is is to is to remember that you're a creator. Remember that your essence is creative and that yeah. you are a generator of things that came from nothing, not things that came from form, but things that came from nothing. Ooh. And you 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 are like a plant. Like you know like a plant comes and it flowers this bud and it was like nothing before that. It right. wasn't like it wasn't like taking from some other form it it blossomed into its own thing right and so we have to we have to know that we have that power that's the first thing and so it's uncomfortable and scary but it's where we have our greatest power right
0: absolutely so what okay there's something i really want to see if i can articulate here this is this is really good Man, I mean, th- I, I hope people pay attention to this because this is really process wise. This is important stuff to understand. Is it possible then to help somebody sort of to preload them with the knowledge or confidence or faith even to trust themselves? Right. Because there's going to come a point where the models will fail you. Right and there then you then you wind up i imagine in that sort of ex- disten- existential angst you sort of know i don't it know is, something it is, is something is hollow something is flat yeah. this is somehow a shade of what it's supposed to be um yeah what's your process for helping people through that do you do you want them to sort of go in knowing that that's going to happen and have the tools ahead of time or do you more often find people while they're in it and then have to figure out a way to help them through it
1: um i feel that um either way we can find it okay and the 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 trick in being able to find it is um to really start to look at the clues of what's been calling you to it for your entire life so um we all have certain things that have sparkled more than others certain things that have had more passion i'll now i use use an example for me like when i saw brendan burchard on stage coming out to a flow Rider song it was like a rock concert means Personal growth, I was like, oh my god, those are two things that I love in one space. Yeah. It was like hip hop and it was like it yeah. was like it was thought leadership. And I was like, wow, what if instead of him just like dancing to Flow Rider, what if he was rapping also? Yeah. Right. So this is something just sparkled to me. It was like, ah, oh, my spirit opened up. It happened too yeah. when I saw my favorite rapper when I was 17 and decided I wanted to be one. So we all have these things that like call us. There's something that's sort of like mm-hmm. if we give ourselves permission to allow ourselves to feel that thing, there's something that is like inspiring more than others to us. Right. And so I've got to stop you
0: right there. Then how do we give our two questions? Yeah. How do we give ourselves that permission? And in the just sort of cacophony and noise of our daily lives, how the hell do we, do we, are we able to recognize that which sparkles for us?
1: Yeah. So, um, that's, related to the first question, because it does come down to permission. It comes down to basically when people tell me, well, I don't know what I want. Have you ever had anybody be like, I don't know. What if I don't know what my goals are? Right. That's a common thing that coaches have seen. And my response is always that it's not that you don't know. It's that you've lived your life, not giving yourself permission to allow yourself to have what you want. Right. Use not basic. Basically that is a sign that somebody has said that what I want is not okay. Yeah. And so the first thing for me, then we start at that place of like, okay, let's say that it was okay, <laughs> right? Yeah, and sometimes yeah. there's some work to be done. I mean, I can't say that there's this, you know, immediate doubt, like thing that you can just lock on, like in the matrix where he just suddenly downloads <laughs> Kung Fu. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I wish everybody right. had that speed up plan, but the reality mm-hmm. is sometimes I have to take somebody who is in this place where their entire life people have told them, or they believe that what they want isn't something mm-hmm. that they have, is they're allowed to want. And we have to get them to realize, you know, the pain of that thinking to let go of that past story and get them to start saying, I actually do want this thing. And that's possible, right? And I have mm-hmm. a client who started out with me with his, his vision was very slow. Like it was like, I just want to yeah. serve people. And I was like, no, but what do you want to do? He's like, I just want to do a good job with my service. I'm mm-hmm. like, no, what do you want? You know, and it took us like 90 days. And then he starts telling me about this idea of doing these legacy videos where he lo- you know his grandmother, you know, and the legacy and he did this whole video about his grandmother and it just stuck with him. What if he could do these videos for other people where he could capture the story of their parents and grandparents before they pass? This thing emerged because he finally got to believe that what he actually loved and wanted was actually worth focusing on, yeah. right? So that's that's not a quick fix, but it's, some people are stuck at that point. Some people are ready to move on past that, but yeah. that's the first thing, right?
0: Yeah.
1: So, um
0: now we've uh, i'm not sure if we if if we've really learned how to recognize when we're at the sort of limitations of the of the modeling yet
1: though okay yeah let's yeah so, what more can well, you say about that so <laughs> when we can just feel that our energy is not aligned with our like uh most aspirational calling so yeah. as an example, for me, I was doing high-ticket sales coaching for about seven years. And again, it was born out of something that kind of had inspiration in it. I wanted to help people, I wanted to help entrepreneurs, which I decided to make my target market, even though I had this creative background. And uh, and I, you know, and it was helping people make money or was helping people get their business to the next level. And all that sounds good on paper, but the reality was is that it kind of is, is flatlined. In terms mm-hmm. of this aspirational calling, yeah. um, and so I think that when people start to feel like you know they're in this thing, whatever they do, if they're doing something that they're that they feel is a calling, like when you yeah. create a business, if you're an entrepreneur and you create a business, you probably did it because of something deep within you calling to do it. So it was yeah. it was born out of something but then you find yourself a bit flatlined. Like you get into this yeah. place where it's all about am, am making money. Am I getting clients? Am I better than the next man? You're in this like right. small zone where you're like in yeah. this competition realm. And that's where you focus on modeling. You focus on being like the people that you admire. You look out and you say, these people have it. I don't. And you get into the space of like, you're, you're missing something and you feel like you've got to be something you're not. So the energy when you're in that space is one of feeling like you are, um, it's a little bit like if you really tap in, you're not inspired. You're not really inspired. Yeah. Your life is not in that energy of like fire. Yeah. And if you're really honest with yourself, you can see it. You're like, I'm going through the motions and I'm kind of in survival mode. And it's just like day to day. And that's not why you got into this. And it's checking for that energy to, to answer your question.
0: Okay. So that's good. And I think that I think that people can probably latch on to uh, to the the Sort of a, the feeling of not being inspired. I think that's yeah, that's, pre- that's pretty tangible, right?
1: Yeah. So yeah, like focusing on making money, like which is like yeah. important versus like, are you really aligned with your calling?
0: Right. So now, maybe we're at the point where. Okay, we we recognize that the models won't get us all the way. We recognize now that we have to be sort of checking in for our level of inspiration and paying attention to that stuff. Um, we realize perhaps that there's something missing. The thing that I thought Stephen Covey did really, really well, and I'd love to hear your take on, and I think it's the next step in the process was when he talked about, how do we find something? Because it's, it's not one thing, and that's, a, that's a, a little trick in and of itself. There are many things we could do that would inspire us, that would meet that would scratch that itch, right? There are many ways we could express that. So he talked about getting still, getting quiet, going into nature, and really sort of going back in time to every sort of everything you can identify as an era in your life. And what were the things that stood out to you? And then from there, and I love this. This is really important. He talked about um, uh, looking at what all those things have in common down at the generic level.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: What is your process or take or view on, on how we find it? How we find at least one of the things that could really give us that sense of
1: calling? Okay, great. I'm glad you brought in Stephen Covey's that process because it's super aligned with mine. It may be because I read that book so many times that it just integrated into mine. I forgot that it was that it was some of it was generated from that. But um, yeah, so uh, to me, it comes down to this idea that um, that um, I'm trying to remember his name, the the strategic coach Dan Sullivan, uh, uh, he speaks on, which is called your unique ability, and uh, I call it find your X factor. Okay? okay, it's the idea that behind everything that you uh, inspires you is something that is an ability within you that is actually showing up in multiple places. It's that place where you're in the zone, right? It's that place yeah. where time stands still. It's that thing where you're on fire and it comes easy to you and everybody else is like amazed by it. Right. Right. Yeah. And so that shows up in various areas of our life. And so when it comes down to what we should do, it's important not just to to latch on to something that inspires us to, to actually look at where our gift is to look at where we are most uh, qualified, not qualified, but most like naturally capable, naturally gifted to, to, to help others. Like where is our superpower? And so there is uncovering what that unique ability or X factor is and mm-hmm. starting to lock in on, okay, this is my genius zone. This is where things come alive. And this is something that we would call that excellent zone where things are, I can do it really well, but it's kind of draining. And this is that zone where like, I hate it. And like, I don't want anything to do with it, right? Like right. trying to find those places where you're on fire. Mm-hmm. And I think that everybody has that. And it's, it's, a, it's an important process that takes a bit of self analysis to identify where those moments show up for you, because that's going to clue you into where your greatest leverage is in the work that you're here to do in the world.
0: So the thing that I think is the biggest takeaway here, and this is very much based on my own experience is to be able to distinguish between the things that are easy for you and hard for everyone else and the things that you're good at, but that aren't necessarily easy for you. Yeah, exactly. Um, like for yeah. me, I was, I always showed aptitude as an illustrator, as a visual artist. Um, and then on my 28th, just before my 28th birthday, I, I got sober. Uh, and almost, almost overnight, just gave up drawing completely. This... Shook my mother. I mean, she just freaked out about this. She couldn't, and and I get it. I get it. um, But she couldn't understand what the hell was happening. The thing she never understood is that for me, I was better than most people at it, but it was a brutal process.
1: Mm. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah.
0: And it's interesting because now I I still have the ability to communicate visually. I'm not going to do any masterpieces necessarily in the next. Maybe, maybe not, but, but like, I don't hold myself to that anymore where I've got to create masterpiece after masterpiece. And however, I can communicate ideas with a pencil now. And the thing that I think is really maybe important for people to know is when you do commit to the thing, you find one of the things that is effortless for you and hard for everyone else. All the other things that are in that sort of second tier, like you're good at these things, but they're hard. They, they find a way to come in and inform what you're doing. Do you find that?
1: What do you mean by inform?
0: Like, for instance, I am, I guess, ostensibly a coach now. I never really fully identified mm-hmm. as a coach, but I'm basically a coach. I help people move from A to B. Uh, I have been an avid martial artist, an avid fitness buff, an avid uh, musician, a uh, big fan of, of theater and public speaking, and all of these things, although I don't teach martial arts and fitness and music, you know, they all inform the way I teach mm,
1: Wow! For instance,
0: with my examples about the getting stuck in the forms and getting stuck in the scales.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. So, so it's come in. Right. As well as uh, in my coaching calls, I, I'm sort of a uh maybe somewhat famous for my little line drawings to illustrate points
1: okay so all the
0: stuff that that yes. I, yeah yeah yeah
1: exactly that's i love the way you put that i think that's a beautiful way to put it and i think that um they do they do start to come in this is where it becomes this tapestry of these things that bring you alive that you love start mm-hmm. to find their way in and like you said some of them may not be the thing that is the primary focus but right. they have their place and I feel like all those things, a lot of, or if if not all the experiences that we've been through have all happened, you know, kind of for a purpose to lead us into the person that we are today, even little things that we think are inconsequential. Like, why was I a bartender for a period of time? Well, mm-hmm. it made me much more able to kind of speak on the fly. Those moments where people would come into yeah. the bar and you have like yeah. 20 seconds and you create a, he's like, I became somebody who could sort of like create, you know, quick connections and quick, quick moments. Before, with people. Yeah. Yeah. And that was something that I didn't have before that. So it's like mm-hmm. everything, even though I never would say I want to be a bartender for my life, those moments, you know, play into who I am. Yeah. And I, I love I love how they they can inform and they can kind of create the um, they can make whatever you do, your primary focus. They can make it uh, they can create kind of a lens that broadens it out, makes it more impactful and unique in the space that you're in.
0: Totally. Let's talk now a little bit about. How people can use this time, this sort of unprecedented time, right? Yeah. Where maybe you got a lot of unknown more than usual or or it's just coming more to the surface., uh, maybe hopefully not, but maybe your income's been impacted. Um, you're you're at home. what can what can you help us to apply during this time so that we can come out the other side of it more confident, more more clear, more ready for? Uh, for everything, but particularly, I think for the for the upsurge that's going to happen after this is over.
1: Yeah. So you know, you said to me before we pressed record on this that you know you were um, you were you know allowing an idea to germinate yeah. and wait yeah. and sort of knowing that if you took action, inspired action, that something would show up, and it did. Yeah. yeah. And um, and and you're in action creating these events, and I think that it's a great. Uh, sort of template, if you will, for what is possible for people in this time. I think that what uh, a friend of mine, who's uh, who's also kind of like me, he's kind of like a rapper and spoken and a and kind of a thought leadership guy. He said to me, "You know, this is the great accelerator, and it's like all the things that we talked about prior to this pandemic we wanted to do, but we came up with ways in which we'd be in our own heads, and yeah. we would make it complicated, and oh, I'll do that someday." That kind of thinking yeah uh, you know or or make it overwhelmingly hard for ourselves it's time yeah. to just do those things it's time yeah. to try those things it's time to put those things out there because There's nothing to lose. And the reality is, is that it's fairly easy to actually test ideas right now, especially if you simply get Zoom and you're on social media. I mean, you don't even have to have a list. You just simply say, oh, you know what? I I have clients of mine. I'm doing an open mic spoken word thing tonight just as a fun thing. I have clients of mine that are doing karaoke. I mean, people are throwing things out there. They're trying things, right? And other people are, are, and myself, I did a four day retreat with my clients. Uh, just this last weekend, and I learned how to innovate, how to create uh, the level of breakthroughs and the level of transformation in virtual space that I would have I would never have had to do if I wasn't, you know, kind of forced to figure it out in this quarantine scenario. And so we, we have an opportunity to try things. And I think that this is where I'm really passionate. The fire for me is like asking people to answer the calling within them right now to take action and do something without necessarily having all the how-to or having all the knowledge or knowing exactly what it is. Like you were waiting for this thing to come, but you were taking action anyway. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
1: That's what I'm saying.
0: So I think that's super important. And um, I want to share something that the first guy in this series said on his interview, he said, uh, action, action beats emotion every time. Motion, motion beats emotion every time. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And what he meant by that speaks to what we're talking about here, which was um, I knew that because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm familiar with how the sort of psyche in this stuff works a little bit. I knew that if I stayed in action somehow, that in a very real way, I'd be opening up the channels. And I don't like that kind of communication. I don't, I don't really vibe with that new agey stuff, but it's true. I knew that I'd be opening up the channels for an idea to come in. And, and it did. Uh, so the thing I think here is, is, uh, this, this is a perfect time to not be afraid to sort of just test, not be afraid to, uh, the word pivot is already overused, but, you know, uh, adapt, right? Look at new things. But the real sort of uh, overarching takeaways, you don't have to know yet, but just be in action. You know, yeah. Yeah, find, try find, ways, find ways to try things, Try. find ways to be of service find ways to get out of your head and, and don't sit back complacent. Like, you know, like I'm, I'm, uh, around my house. It was, it's strange because it's not a big change for us. My wife and I both work from home. And so for us, the day to day is, is not very different, but what I'm, I have access to a lot of great thinkers. I say this more for them than for you. And, and you're clearly one of them, by the way. Um, everybody I speak to is saying, you know, you, you can't get lazy. Now you can't get like retreat into this moment. You have to stay proactive. You got to stay pushing. I like, um, I like, uh, Greek, Greek mythology. And so you got to stay like Sisyphus, right? Push the boulder up the hill just for the sake of being in action.
1: Yeah. I think that there's two sides to that. I think on one hand, there's not to, like, I was watching something on TV and it was like this in kind of like, um, TikTok slash like you know kind of like influencer type of person who 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 suddenly got you know went from two thousand to twenty thousand views during this time and and uh-huh. she was mentioning how she sort of was happy to see that her business was spiking online right now, but that she felt all this pressure like, Oh, like, okay, I got to keep up with the Joneses. Like everybody is taking action right now. And and I got to make sure that I'm the one that makes the best of this comes out a big star from this. There's the, I would say on one hand, be careful with that type of energy because yeah. I more of that like comparison itis and like, I'm not good enough stuff that makes us yeah. feel like we've got to act. Cause if not, we're a nobody or something. And yeah. I felt some of that to be honest okay. with you over the last couple of days, like, Oh God, you know, like I, got to be doing this everybody's telling me to pivot I got to do this and it was it was it was like whoa like take a deep breath hold on a second right because yeah. the right actions are more important than frantic actions right so and by and by right I don't mean you know what they are but I just mean that they feel aligned it just feels yeah. like something you're inspired to do yeah and that's it sounds like what you did and what I would throw out to people in this idea of testing and this idea of taking chances is what we talked about already in this conversation the idea of certain things that you've always wanted to do certain things that have called to you certain things that bring you to that place where you're you're in the zone whatever it may be for you if it's to highlight other people, like to create a platform like I do where I'm bringing other speakers or other, and like you're doing, right? Where it's uh, highlighting other people or maybe it's giving yourself a platform where you can share. I was freestyling for like a while yesterday on live. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like, what is that thing? Like, let's, let's say it doesn't matter if you look weird or you don't have it all figured out. What mainly I wanna see people do going back to what you said in terms of not sitting back is I don't want I would recommend that you don't use this as another time to hide and stay yeah. small. This is an opportunity for you to um, be trusting that the guidance, that calling we have been talking about from the beginning mm-hmm. of this call, that it's that it's it's unexpressed potential that has a, a, a has a form that. wants to come to life and that is an opportunity for you to test and see what that form is because it's going to lead you from this thing and to the next thing like you got this idea and i believe that it will grow into what you're really called to do if you just simply allow yourself to get on the bike and ride and scrape your knee a few times and then and then find wow, I, I, this this came out of nowhere, but it really just like a seed germinated, grew, you took it, you nurtured it, it grew again, and it's right. going to start to become something. So right now is an opportunity for that kind of thing to emerge for people.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I'll tell you what I'm um, frankly excited by and heartened by in this whole strange environment we find ourselves in is Can you imagine how many people are actually giving themselves permission right now to try their heart's desire? I mean, it's got to be unprecedented, right? Seriously. Realistically, it's got to be, we've got to. And so, just for fun, when we do that kind of stuff, we're informing the collective consciousness, right? The collective narrative, whether it's spoken or not. Yeah. So, what's interesting to me about this whole pandemic, disease, quarantine, virus situation is that that i i'm optimistic that it'll be noticeable after but the the, the human uh collective consciousness is going up man yeah it's it's yeah. fucking going up like that faster is. than usual that's crazy right? a great
1: accelerator right yeah
0: man yeah well listen man this has been fantastic sean thank awesome. you so much man um thank, thank you. you for being able to being able to get down in there to the bones of it, as you said, and 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 not always. lose it when it comes down to the, the real stuff. Always, um,
1: always. Thank you for asking great questions, Manny.
0: Well, yeah, I, I, I uniquely value that you were able to do that. I mean, sincerely, le- legitimately, not just in a way of like patting you on the back on social media, because um, as I told you, you know, uh, for me, I've run across any number of people who, who can't make the rubber meet the road, but claim they can all right. So um, Thank
1: you. It means a lot. as far
0: as I'm concerned, man, you're the real deal after this call. Thank you. Brother. All right, man. Have a great day.
1: You too. Peace.
0: Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Manny Wolf Show. If you know someone that you'd love to have me interview, please go to my website at mannywolf.com. That's M-A-N-N-Y-W-O-L-F-E dot com and submit them as a potential guest. We love to bring guests on that our audience wants to hear from. So please help us to find the best guests for you by going to MannyWolf.com and submitting anyone that you have in mind to be a great guest, including yourself. And if you'd like to know more about me and what I do, please come over to Facebook and join my group simply called The Manny Wolf Group. If you'd like to get more into my world where we have all kinds of tips, trainings, valuable stuff for you to help you get better at growing your brand and your audience, please come and join The Manny Wolf Group on Facebook. Until our next episode, I'll see ya.